attention duelists, welcome to Draw Sense Podcast. I'm Rana. And I'm HR Forges. And today we will be talking about the Duke and his debut into Duel Links. But first, we'd like to remind you to like and subscribe and all that good shit. If you haven't already, like our page on Facebook and also follow us on Twitter, where you post most of our updates. If you head to our YouTube channel though, you can hit that big red subscribe button and hit the bell next to it once you've hit the subscribe button and you'll be subscribed to us. And as always, we love to hear from our listeners. We're looking forward to your comments on our videos and posts. Alright, enough of that fanfare. Let's get to what our listeners want to hear the most. Duel! Want me to want me to shoot you that line again? <laughs> Got so excited. Duke Devlin. Duke Devlin is dropped in duelings. My God, what happened there? Okay. Do you want me to try that again? I think that's a perfectly natural reaction. I think that I think that's fine to leave in. Dueling is always the most natural. <laughs> anyway. So I thank thanks for that valuable point you have there, Rana. <laughs> There's actually um some new leaks for the next mini box coming up. There, yes, that too. But on the Duke event, since he sounds so excited about it, uh, so far, so far up until the unlock portion of the event itself it's been very similar to events we've seen before if not i say similar but rather the exact same as things we've seen before but i guess the main draw of the event really is duke devlin and not the event itself so uh what what about this uh this excites you in duel links today rana What's so exciting about Duke Devlin dropping into Duel Links alliteration is that Duke is one of those characters from DM that is just, like, strangely iconic despite not being really a main character, you know? Um, He had a really interesting character arc, honestly. Um, And the first season, for those people who've watched DM in the first season of Duel Links, he was, like, you know, your typical villain of the week, right? He showed up, he tortured Joey, and Yami had to, like, beat him into submission, and, you know, he had his special dice-wielding powers, right? But then, in my personal favorite season, season four, he had, like, a total reversal that led to the Duke Devlin that we have in DSOD that just loves to cook for his friends, and he's just a big old helper. And I'm like, what? How did he go from this, like cruel and unusual torturer to like let me make up some stir fry guys like just (laughs) it's just very interesting what konami's done for him and of course his aesthetic really pleases my non-binary identity he's just so non-binary it hurts um there's a lot of personal reasons why i like him but also what's exciting 
in particular to Duel Links is this is the first time we've had a DM character in a long time, honestly. I mean, when's the last time HR Forges that we had a new DM character draw? I mean, it's been a while, you're right. I I don't think that's a negative, though, just because, like, of how many DM characters we've got. But I believe the last it's one true. was um Tristan, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, I actually had been thinking uh, when I heard that we were going to get the Duke, um, I was thinking for a while it was going to be DSOD because we don't really have a lot of characters there. And he does make a little cameo appearance there looking absolutely even more fabulous, if at all possible, than um, he does in DM. So I honestly was kind of holding my breath a little bit, but it turns out he is in fact here for DM and... I thought that was very interesting because we have so many characters for DM. So that was a nice surprise. If if um, if we were to make a deck out of like one card for each DM character, now with the inclusion of Duke, that's a twenty-three card deck. You can't do that with any of the other worlds. There's like you could actually true. play a deck with one card from each duelist. It wouldn't be Which good, is, well, but you could. <laughs> But you can't do that with the others. Which is why I was so surprised. Which is why I was so surprised because I really thought they were almost done with DM, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna add some DSOD characters." So I was, I was though I was excited, I was restrained. I think, or not. in my mind, I I actually think this this is their way of saying like. We have we're not we haven't stopped giving characters to DM just because they have so many. Um, where because like I feel like there's like one like majorly big character that we still haven't gotten for DM yet, and that's darts. Mm-hmm. Like there's really no other DM mm-hmm. character that's like oh my major. god, that's one that I really am looking forward to. Yeah, and we have all the cards. We have uh, all the cards don't. from that season. We, we haven't got the seal. So we haven't got the seal. Of course, we're gonna get the nerf and, seal. And, and there's a lot of but... there's a lot of um of darts cards more specifically that we also don't have. But I think think just that section of DM has seen we've gotten zero from it, despite like having gotten like a lot of the cards. So I think and I wonder. I think them giving us DM how... Duke is them saying, look, we're still gonna drop characters for DM. We could have very easily just done this for DSOD. It's not like he has, like, a specific deck that we need to keep to DM for. Or, like, he has barely any cards related to Duke. So, like, they could have dropped him in either and it would have been the same. Uh, so, I think this is them showing that they're still willing to give us DM characters, despite how many there are. Uh, yeah, so the thing is about Duke and darts and all of that i mean they've done dm to death i will say that as a dm fan um there's really not much more i mean besides darts the only other thing i would say they haven't done is like capsule monsters I think, right but... which is a mokuba related game and there's not really any new characters really there i think really like and i don't think there's that many cards either but um at least that are like useful or competitive i think also just the, the entire matter. seal of orikaukas arc has like there's like what at least like four characters they could add from that alone mm-hmm. and then like we could theoretically see like a noah eventually which mm-hmm. i wouldn't be against um the thing is 
about that those arcs is it's semi-debatable how canon they are. Oh, they're definitely um, canon, though. They're just not, see, like, okay, the main drawer of DM. You and I see them as canon. I have friends that are kind of like, well... Your friends are wrong. You know... <laughs> oh. I have friends that they see it as, like, a filler... Um, because it was, you know, not in the manga. I think um, in the manga we went right from Battle City to Egypt. We did not have darts. We didn't have that whole arc. Um, I th- I th- and I think really the the thing is is that like Yu-Gi-Oh isn't one of the animes that like strongly follows its manga, right? <laughs> like there's a lot of anime out there that like try to stick to their manga as much as possible and when it deviates that's when people have like like there's a reason to debate about the canon because like the the anime strongly follows the manga but we're at yeah. the point where actually the manga is built around what the anime is going to do now so i think and like obviously that's like you know seasons and different shows later and such but i i i think dm didn't even try to follow the manga it just like followed it for the most part and then it was like well um like followed it and but semi well the thing you know the thing is is that gx wasn't even a thing manga wise yet by the time they finished making the anime for the manga like following the manga and they were like well this this shit's still hot let's like write more for it uh so I understand where, like, the debate can come from. I just strongly disagree with it. <laughs> and plus, like, having having characters that are, like, from filler arcs, whether they're canon or not, doesn't matter because I don't even think Duel Links is canon. So it doesn't even matter. Well, that's true. So Well, enough about... Lore and shit. Our lore, which we could go in... We could do whole episodes on lore, to could, be honest. We could make a spin-off um, podcast... We could do, like, a whole mini-series on lore, let's be real. So, let's... Back to the event that's currently happening in Duel Links. Let's talk about the noteworthy cards and skills that Duke Devlin has. Yeah, let's talk about the the functionality of Duke. um, And and how he's going to play into being in the game. So, I'll be honest. He's, um... He hasn't got a lot going for him. Um, Cards and skills-wise, his main card is I'm gonna butcher the name or Org Org Orgoth the Relentless. It, Orgoth the Relentless. Yeah, that guy. He's just a big guy, a level seven that has twenty five hundred attack, so you know, fitting with that protagonist <laughs> um attack stat. Bit of a meme there, but uh his effect is basically just roll a die three times, right? And then you get attack and defense uh, based Which on the dice roll. Which effect is that? Uh, Orgoth's effect. Okay. And he um he gains attack and defense equal to the total die uh, three die rolls times a hundred. And then if you happen to get two of those dice that were the exact same, um then you get to apply, like, one of the effects that he has. He has three different ones. But if all three are the same, then you get to apply all three effects. So if you get, um, 
if the two dice you get the same are a one or a two, so if you get two ones or two twos, then it can't be destroyed by battle or card effects until the end of your opponent's turn. If the double dice, like the two dice you get the same is a three or a four, then you draw two cards. Or if the two dice you get the same is five or six, then uh, Orgoth can attack directly, which would be game. Um, but it's it's just a big monster, really. Um, and it's all of its effects are good, but they just like rely on luck. Maybe there's I don't as far as I can tell, just looking at Duke's skills, none of the skills really uh, make activating multiple of those effects uh like easier or even just like activating any of those effects easier like he's got a bunch of is there any new card that you are excited about that he's dropping um now that sort of so one of his level up cards is basically a cyber dragon and but it's a level four. It's a level four cyber dragon. Like I say, cyber dragon just to mean you can summon it if your opponent controls a monster and you don't. Um, and it's a level four, so like it's it's relevant because rank four monsters, uh, Xyz wise, are like arguably one of the the most useful, um, like ranks to be able to make. And so if you're a level four that can special summon yourself, you're noteworthy. Uh, it's also a machine, and there's, like, some... some uh, There's some pretty good Xyz monsters that require machines, more specifically Gear Gigant X, which uh, requires two machines. So having, like, this guy, this Armored Core is what it's called. It's just a level four that can summon itself so it's 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 viable but i don't know if goods in in the realm of repertoire it has got 2000 defense um that's its highest stat so i mean it's not it's not totally useless outside of xc summoning but it's not doesn't do much flashy by itself but that's the only card from duke that's really worth looking at for building a deck in my opinion I think moving on to the skills, we can both say that's a pretty interesting one. So let's talk about Deckmaster effects, Strike Ninja, and Go Gradius. Yeah, so um, these are basically two sort of like skills that are good for building a deck around, right? So Deckmaster effects, Strike Ninja. When your life points are at 1500 or below, the following effects can be used once per duel each. So the first one is send one ninja or ninjutsu art card from your hand to the graveyard. Then select one set card in your opponent's spell and trap zone and take control of it. Then the other option is select one card that you're not the original owner of it and banish it. Then play one strike ninja from outside your deck. And just just as a note here, it doesn't say it in the card, but... Uh, sorry, in the skill, but for that second effect, it has to be a, co- a card that you're currently controlling, but not the owner of. So, mm-hmm. and then the other skill that is worth talking about, in my opinion, is Go Gradius, and you can use uh, you can a- uh, use this skill once per turn, um, but you can only activate one of either of these effects per turn. So the first one is 
if you control the monster Gradius, you can change the um, a card called Power Capsule in your hand to either Gradius Option or Cyclone Laser. So it just basically swaps out Power Capsule for those two cards. And then the other option is it can be used if you control only one monster whose name original name is Gradius. And then you can change that monster into either Victory Viper XX03 or Vic Viper T301. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, I, I am... oh sorry, I was just gonna say that like I think these skills, are, these two skills are worth talking about purely because like you can clearly see like the type of deck you're gonna build based off of them, and I think that's fun skill design. Those are very interesting skills. Um, for anybody who runs the Ninja Archetype, you'd really like Deck Master Effect Strike Ninja. And if you run a Gradius deck, Go Gradius is the one for you. Well, I don't think. Let's move on. I, I don't think anyone runs to... a Gradius deck yet, but with this skill, I think it's it's a, a viable option. If you're option. planning on running a Gradius yeah. skill, a Gradius deck, Go Gradius is the one that I would use. So let's go to the leaks from the latest box. So. All three of the UR cards are absolute bangers, uh, two of which are supporting existing themes in the form of Harpy La- uh, a Harpy Lady card, as well as a Ninja card. So that also kind of ties in with, with, um, with Duke's skill with the Ninjas. And also, the box contains a, a good amount of support for both Harpy Lady and Ninja decks, and a few like reprints as well, so you don't have to go digging into two old of boxes. Um, still some digging, but that's whatever. Uh, and there's also uh, a new archetype in the box uh, named FA, not to be confused with UA. I'm pretty excited for the Harpy Lady card, actually. It's basically like a Synchro Summon Harpy Lady. I actually ran Harpy Ladies for a while. So, um, I, I find them to be actually a really interesting deck, like, competitively. The newer ones, not, like, the old DM, obviously. Yeah. But, um, like, the updated Harpy Lady deck, it can actually be quite competitive when combined with Harpy Lady's Hunting Ground. And, and we, so, we are getting some of the, um, new updated Harpy Lady support, uh, in the rest of the box, too. So, I think it will actually really... Um, it might be a contender for a top tier deck. I'm I'm pretty excited actually. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good. So on the wrap up again, we'd like to remind you to like and subscribe and all that good shit. If you haven't already, like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter where we post most of our updates. If you head to our YouTube channel, hit that red subscribe button and hit the bell. Also. Uh, we've got we've got news for the Draw Sense podcast specifically. We have decided we are going to do weekly streams on uh, both Facebook and YouTube. Uh, the stream will also be available on on my uh, personal Twitch channel as well. Just uh, HR Forges is the name. So keep your eye out for the next time we're streaming when we just duel each other and goof off. So that's about it. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.